Welcome to Bunda Vista, episode 296. We're getting close to the big 300. You're probably pretty excited, but don't think about that too much right now. My name is Andrew, and I'm here in the part of Disney where everyone's a dog for some reason. You know how in some cartoons, Goofy's a dog, but also everyone else is a dog? All the people in the department stores, people driving around in cars, mm-hmm. but they're also dogs? Weird. Coming out of a yellow turtleneck store that only sells yellow turtlenecks with a fresh yellow turtleneck to wear under his black vest, it's Theo. Hey, Theo. Hey, how you going? Does this uh, yellow turtleneck under my black vest uh, hide the fact that my entire dick is out? Uh, yeah. Uh, Pretty much. Cool. Pretty much. But we don't really talk about that that much being, like, we're all anthropomorphic dogs. It's sort of, you stop seeing it after a while. Yeah, yeah. The fact that all our wieners are out the whole time. And we or, are they? or are they? Because, yucking it up as he saunters down the street in a yellow turtleneck, black vest, and non-standard issue blue ruggers, it's Ben! <laughs> yeah. Bad news, Ben. Uh, we're going to take you to the hospital, which is also a vet, and euthanize you because you are not wearing the same blue pants as the rest of us. Is my nasty little dick out? Yeah, just at the bottom of one leg of your your blue ruggers. Oh man, I had a I had an, uh, a <laughs> I had a run in with a uh, ruggers wearer just the other day. Copped an eyeful, no yeah. good. We're talking yeah. human dick and balls here, and we okay. haven't hung out in the last couple of weeks. Is no, it's a different one. Yeah, okay. You the and dick my and balls father are not coming from inside the building. Yeah. What was notes. that? Sorry, I need a little more detail here. What was the scenario? Run us through. Uh, well, Describe okay. the balls that you saw. So, you, well, let's let's start off with the setting and the context. Please. All right, yeah. So, so we're in the lounge room. Oh, not my <laughs> lounge room. This is uh, their lounge room. And he was sitting on a little, uh, uh, a little poof thing. It was like yeah. a round cushion. An ottoman, perhaps. Yeah, not quite an ottoman. An ottoman junior. Yeah. Um, no, I get. I think an, an ottoman to me. Is a certain size. So an ottoman yeah. is like at least sort of three feet wide. So, know? yeah, we didn't have the fan on. Um, <laughs> so you need to keep things circulated there. Uh, sort of legs akimbo. Mm-hmm. Little did he know, or perhaps somewhat did he know, that for all the all the world to see... So any, any underpants under the ruggers? Oh, no. No, 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 no. That's no, a bold no, no. choice. Ben, uh, Ben, I assume you're strapping on some underwear before you leave. The house. I'm wearing underpants because yeah. I'm like a regular, normal human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I also, a big no underpants phase. Ruggers are like probably one of the rougher materials out there. It's a thin, yeah. rough cotton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Real. This is a country cotton. This is not a city cotton. <laughs> we do but, things a little differently at the Ruggers factory yep. in Southeast Asia. <laughs> the, the good people who are wholesaling to uh, Lowe's clothing stores, they have figured out the cheapest possible way to construct a pair of shorts. And yeah. look, half of that equation is, you know, how can we really cut down costs? What if, what if we used half as much fabric as your average shorts by simply making them half the size? Yeah. And, and they then, pass yeah, those savings on to well. you. Yeah. yeah, they pass those savings on to you. And also... What if we were to further reduce costs by making it the very thin, <laughs> very thin, very poor quality cotton? Oh, you know? Think about the freedom wearing. of movement, though. Yeah. You're getting around in those things. They got a little bit of, they got like a little bit of elastic in the corner there, Ben, where the, where the seams come together? No. Okay. But you're thinking of perhaps the stubby, which does. Or 
I'm not. I don't have stubby money. That's a true. That's a true Ford v Holden situation. There, you're a stubby's yeah. man. You're a ruggers man. Yeah, I've always I just, been a ruggers I, man. Tells yeah. you where you're from. I went and bought some some ruggers during the summer because I said to myself, "It's the summer of the two inch inseam or whatever." Yeah, you know. And I said, yeah. "Hey, I'm going to learn from the best. Learn from a man I look up to." And I asked Ben, "Where do I get those bad boys?" He said. Go into Lowe's. Do not get the the new revised cut of Ruggers. You want Ruggers Lord, classic. No. Yeah. Classic drill oh. short. Original drill short. Yeah. Yep. They got new Ruggers? Oh, they're yeah. shit. Well, yeah. Ruggers for cowards, basically. Yeah. Uh, and I think they should have to take the name off. If you're going to give us like a four-inch inseam, why don't you just stop calling them Ruggers? Why don't you sell me a pair of Jinkos? You know, mm. if you give me a four-inch inseam, you may as well be giving me a one of those rave pants that have a hula hoop at the bottom to keep them wide. Why don't you call them longs? Yeah. 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 Really taking it to them this week. We're coming out <laughs> blazing. Take that PepsiCo or whoever the fuck makes <laughs> Coca-Cola <laughs> Amatil, I believe, <laughs> makes ruggers. It's Asahi. Asahi yeah, makes ruggers. <laughs> oh, my God. We make them under license here. Yeah, they own Lion Nathan. Lion Nathan owns the Ruggers factory. Who do you think actually? King G? Is it King G that makes Ruggers? I don't believe so. According to Queensland Workwear Suppliers. Because if you, if you Google Ruggers Oh, it is Ruggers the King shorts, G's oh, men's original they, Rugger. My liege. Uh-huh. Oh, no. But look, here's a different clothing store that says Stubby's Ruggers men's cotton drill shorts. They can't be Stubby's Ruggers. And if you're an American listener, really yeah. sorry about this episode already. We're like yeah. five minutes in. Not a waste of hey, well, your no, time. If you're an American listener, don't post, don't reply. Yep. Do not engage. Not interact. Don't yeah. contact us. Don't join the Discord and immediately be like, so you guys do some pretty weird things in Australia, don't you? Yeah. We hey, don't. Is it, is it yesterday in here? Nope. It's today. It's today, dickhead. Yeah. I would know. <laughs> Because my subjective experience of time is objectively correct. Uh, encountering an American who attempts to tell me what they perceive to be reality. It's the one thing I didn't want to happen. It's time for the one thing we didn't want to happen. This is the one thing we didn't want to happen. How's that, though? We got to the first segment in seven minutes. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's flying. That's flying along. Probably going to run out of material. Sorry, yeah. so, we want, so we want to do one hour. Precisely. Yeah. We like to really, really hit it on the So button. if we can find something uh, annoying to hyperfixate on around the 25-minute mark, mm. yeah. that's going to set us up for That's good. You've, you've, success. You've, re- <laughs> you've really primed me for it at this point. Yeah. What was that band um, that was like live but worse? <laughs> Creed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What I always you thought they a... were like. I always thought they were like, um, like Nickelback, but worse. It was crazy. I always thought they were sort of like Christian rock Pearl Jam. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get into fair. this. And so they had that song with arms wide open, which I think yeah. was about heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Followed up with arms wide closed. Did not do as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Arms wide shut. <laughs> Pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. But Stan- Stanley Kubrick's arms wide shut. <laughs> 
Oh, from CNN. The Kinnunen. Colorado homeowner cited for feeding wildlife after bear enters home three times. Mm. Hmm. Bear it, enters your house once. Shame on the bear. Shame on, yeah. Bear enters your house two times. Shame I guess on still the bear. There. Shame on the bear. Yeah. And then bear three times. Three times. What are you doing, pal? You so have you failed to purchase a blunderbuss between the second and third incursion. That's right. The owner of a home in an upscale Colorado Springs neighborhood was cited last week for feeding big game animals after a black bear entered the residence three times within two days. Yeah. How are you supposed to get the bear to leave? Well, first of all, there's a sign on the only road that goes into the subdivision saying this is a no bear subdivision. Yeah. Yeah. A gated community. That gated means community. You. Yeah. Stay out. Colorado Parks and Wildlife, the CPW. Personnel trapped and euthanized the bear. Oh. Ben. Hey, come on now. That's my <laughs> fault. I didn't ask you to do hit that. Us, how are you going to hit us with a gentle Ben <laughs> getting killed story? Right up front. Can I distract you ben. with a little you bit report, of trivia? We decide. Yep. Uh, Colorado Springs is right next to Cheyenne Mountain, uh, which is the setting of the, the fictional secret Air Force base in Stargate, the Cheyenne Mountain Complex. Huh. Yeah, which is an actual military base, which I believe mm. is the military base featured in War Games, I think. Okay. And if you're considering fact-checking this... Don't. It's also the setting for the debut album of Connor Youngblood, a lovely little semi-ambient folk electronica thing. Check that out. Oh. Connor Youngblood. The album Cheyenne. It's nice. I also, I think I've been there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is important stuff. The Bruin entered a Broadmoor home through an open door on Sunday. Is that what a Bruin is? No, it's a hockey team. Yes, mm. okay. A hockey team came in. So the door was open, you're saying? An open door. That's sort the, of on you, I think. The neighborhood in the southwest Colorado Springs foothills is considered prime bear habitat by CPW staff. The homeowner found muddy paw prints on the home's floor and closed the door. However, the bear <laughs> returned and opened the same door. <laughs> what? what kind of door you got going there? So, okay, so, sorry. So, the bear's been in the house. They've left the house. The owner's come in. They've seen the paw prints in the house, and then they've closed the door. They've said, oh, lucky there's no bear in here. Yeah, they've closed the door. They've gone, finally, free of bears forever. And then the bears open the door. Turns out sorry, the bear I hate to interject here. I was at uh, the Walmart Supercenter in Colorado Springs on the 13th of August, 2017. So, I hope uh-huh. that clears that up. Yep. Uh, and if you are keeping notes of Ben's whereabouts, just update your, your logs accordingly. Yep. The bear, this time, walked to the kitchen. He's hungry. You're looking for a picnic basket, I think. He is. Yeah. yeah, there was probably some sort of trumpet or French horn playing sort of sillily as it sauntered into the, into the kitchen. Bom, bom, bom. Can we... 
Can we be real for a second? Yeah. Do you yeah. guys want to? Yeah. Can we? Can we take? I've a, a turned brief? my chair back around the correct way. Yep. <laughs> can we? Uh, the correct way. When you're keeping it real, don't you put the back of the chair out? No, that's a fool's it? way to sit. Uh, he was sitting hip hop oh. style earlier, <laughs> and now he's turned it back around to attentive student. Knees together, hands <laughs> yep. perched on upper thighs. Yeah, and I'm and I'm right in your face right last now. Last night well. <laughs> he watched forward. the movie Save the Last Dance, and then he decided to come into this podcast recording. Sitting cool style backwards on the chair, and now he's gone. Wait, that was a mistake. Hold on, let's be real and put my chair around frontwards. All right, well, I would like to keep it real and say, I think in reality, Yogi Bear would have been euthanized really quite quickly into the run of the show. Oh, some of the shit that he gets up to, honestly, it, it actually kind of makes me sick. Yeah, there's like a finite number of picnic baskets that you can steal before they are coming down there tranking you and that's it it's over for you yeah, you know yeah. and you're yeah. teaching a smaller bear to do it so that example bro. also you're going in the huge air fryer yep you're <laughs> going in the bear clinker that's just for bears you are going to be a beautiful rug beautiful rug with a nice green hat Quote, the bear was reluctant to leave their kitchen, CPW stated. Only after yelling and banging pots and pans yeah. did the bear retreat and leave the home. Well, the bear probably got sick of banging the pots and pans together after a while. Oh, there he is. <laughs> He's used semantic ambiguity to imply <laughs> that the bear was doing those things. You can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> the comedy is flying thick and fast. <laughs> I don't think we should keep drawing attention to how bad the comedy is. <laughs> That's I think no people love it. People actually <laughs> love it when you remind them how stupid and bad the show is. You could be listening to a scripted comedy podcast, but you know yeah, what? That's yeah. fake. Oh yuck! Yeah, that's like oh. drinking a diet coke when you could be sucking the sugar directly out of sugar cane. <laughs> I I like to think that this is this is a, a thing you can just put on. You can. You can kind of just switch off, yeah. uh, and nothing good's going to happen. You know uh, that nothing if, important is going to occur. If you're not doing a long highway drive or getting some long overdue chores done while you're listening to this, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine someone listening to this show, right, and one of their family members comes into the room with a problem, and they're like, hold on. Hold on. I need five minutes to see... Where this to is see going? See where he's going with this? Yeah. <laughs> no, I just to tell you something that. interesting. Are there some jokes coming up? Maybe. Hold on, hold on. They've said they're about to get real. <laughs> I just think of them like scrambling for the pause button, like they've just someone's walking on looking at porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just whacking off. <laughs> um, look, I'm going to keep it real with you, folks. If there is a bear in my kitchen. I will be the one to leave the kitchen. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you go. Yeah. Don't ask the bear to leave. Go to your neighbor's house. Yeah. Who presumably has a lockable me. door. Yeah. Eventually, you're going to get to a house that doesn't have a bear in it. 
Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Stay there until the better situation improves. Yeah, we actually have uh, really good algorithms these days for the quickest route to determine a bearless house. Uh, I don't know what you've been reading. It's still MP hard, Ben. <laughs> I, you can't I, actually <laughs> use an algorithm to find a bearless house without discovering a bear first. <laughs> it's BNB uncomplete. Am I right? That's a little um, computer science yeah. joke. No, no, it's mm. fine. There's like 80% of our audience, I think. Yeah, I think that'll only <laughs> resonate with 9 out of 10 people that listen to this. The other 20% of the audience are slowly boiling an enormous saucepan of piss. On <laughs> hey, if you listened to this podcast episode because you saw that the title was the BNB problem and you thought, now that sounds like something for me. Yeah. Please... Um, be cooler. I actually have an <laughs> IT degree. I just choose not to use it. <laughs> oh boy. <sighs> I um I I met a, a guy today. This couple came over to our house because oh, um, oh. yeah yeah because <laughs> um their their kid was over visiting or with our kid and mm. uh and this guy was like oh what do you do and I was like a UX designer and. He was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm a software engineer. And our wives both went, are they, are they like the same thing? Are they? Wow. Yes, and they we are both so, went, so yes. different, dude. We both just said, yes. Because yeah. that's, that's what I say to anything now. Anybody asks me what I do and I give any kind of yeah. description and they say, oh, like this and say something that's kind of adjacent to that. And I say, yes. Yeah. Yes. Computer. Computer. I'm on computer. Yeah. yeah. I go to the computer store. Every day, yeah. you know. I am the computer store. Because let's be real, who gives a fuck? You know, no yeah. one needs to know. No one needs to know in any great detail. But yes, I frankly, I would prefer to be on the other side of a door from a bear, and I don't really mind if I'm the one who's inside or outside. Like he can go through my shit. Yep. Like if he's in the kitchen and I'm like, oh no, he's going to go through. You know, I've got some nice things I got from the Mediterranean wholesaler. I've got my weird mm-hmm. chips. I got it from the Asian grocers. I've got a few staples. If, like, my choice is I have to get him out of there or he can have my truffle-flavored turtle chips, have them. I'm getting out of here. I'm leaving. I'm jumping through the window. The kitchen is yours. Do whatever you need to do. I'm going next door. I'm going to Tony's place. Oh, can I... um? Can I give a quick Bunta Vista product review? Because we do want this show to be informative, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. All right. Can I give a very thorough Bunta Vista two thumbs down to the El Sabroso guaca chip, guacamole flavored tortilla chips? Okay. Did you know what you were doing when you purchased that? Because that sounds bad. It does. It sounds like something that shouldn't be kind of powdered and then baked onto a chip. Yeah. Well, the whole chip is green. Like, <laughs> green through and through. And so there yeah. was no picture of the chip on the packet? Yeah. There and was. I went, and I, well, it said, get this, little tagline says, yeah. the dip is in the chip. Yeah. Yeah, and that's fucking like, stupid. That's going to mess with the chemistry of the chip. It sure yeah. did. It sure did. Um, and it says, hey, we put all this guacamole, you know, we put all this avocado in the chip. And then I looked at the ingredients and it was like all the ingredients of a chip. And then, yeah. you know how Green. like, uh, I, I, think, I think it moves 
like the ingredients are sort of in order of how much of the thing they make up, right? That's correct, yes. Yeah, so I'm going to say uh, maybe the penultimate ingredient was was avocado powder. <laughs> I, You've Terrible. made a Rube's decision. I expect better of you. You're a flavor pimp. Uh, well, you yeah, but should also, know better than this. You've got to get the foundations right. You've got to yeah. get a chip that is a good chip first and then yeah. start adding flavors to it. Yes. You've got to set yourself up for success. You yeah, set yourself up for failure there. You are the man that who built his house on sand. You are. And you should build your house upon the rock, as the Bible tells us. <laughs> That's exactly And right. some of the other things the Bible tells us. Let's get into that. Get some sea salt <laughs> on that rock. <laughs> Look, I agree that I am a flavor pimp, but thank you. you cannot yes. reach you cannot reach new heights without trying some stuff. Oh, you're you know? fucking around. Yeah, I fucked around yeah. and I found out in the, yeah. on this particular case. Sometimes you fuck around with an exotic snack from the Asian grocer time. or the IGA who has all the weird chips, and you're in a whole new world of snacking sensations. You know? Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you there. I'm with you. Like picking up a mystery product from the Asian grocers. Yep. Sometimes. Great activity. At least you're going to discover a new exciting flavor that you didn't know existed, even if it's bad. But getting a fucking a Western guacamole chip. Come on. I expect better of you. Look, I had never seen them before. Most unwise. I had never seen them before. (laughs) Also, I was in a rush. I was in a rush. It was lunchtime and I hadn't eaten lunch quick, yet. Quick, quick. Give, give me the chip that looks like Shrek's me, bottle. Give me the closest chip. Yep, looks like someone pureed Shrek. Yeah. And Lucy will be back soon. No, I promise. I do promise. It's not it our is, fault it, it that is she has stuff to do. You know? How much of a delicate balance is <laughs> she? She injects... Some sort of much needed it's, it's ingredient the bullying gene. <laughs> she also is very um, unambiguous about getting us back onto uh, onto subject. She's like, "So what about this thing?" You're like, "Oh, that's right. We were talking about what if there was a bear in your kitchen." Yeah, yeah. Now I will give Pretty a hearty two thumbs up uh, to the. Lonely God Potato Twists. Oh, we love oh. Lonely God Potato Twists. What is what is that? You uh, never heard, it, my my kids love <laughs> we go when we go to the uh, to the Asian grocer that we like. The, it's the very God funny. Is, is dead in heaven is empty potato chip. It's so what funny. What is that name? It's uh, so funny underst- to hear your little daughter say, "Can we get the Lonely God chips?" <laughs> now, my understanding is that the Lonely God Potato Chip twist thing uh the lonely god thing is a bad translation of cupid okay as in like he's he's the god who cures loneliness kind of well if you look at the mascot he's a little guy with uh angel's wings and he's wearing a diaper and he's got a bow (laughs) i don't see any bow he's got a wand on the one i'm looking at but how are you looking at it oh a computer yeah on the computer yeah you're on a computer (laughs) he's got is his kitchen in front of his laptop? <laughs> He's got a wand on all I of them. I can see him. Mm. Someone told me that on Twitter, and now I'm starting to doubt wrong, whether it's real. Wrong. Oh, uh, you read something on Twitter and you thought it was true? Yeah, you wow. probably think Elon's good. Hey. Oh, this guy loves Elon. This guy loves yeah. him. The bear returned Monday night and again entered through an open door. You're going to need to start closing that door. Yeah. Get it on the latch, you know? Yeah. Don't just don't just kind of don't swing it closed. Don't just let it 
Let it kind of close itself. Wait till it clicks. Push it till it clicks. Quote, it's extremely fortunate no one was injured by this bear when it confronted the homeowners in the kitchen. When the bear confronted them. <laughs> hey. Listen up. Mark, Linda, sick of your shit. The bear starts banging pots and pans together. <laughs> this bear had become habituated to people associating them as a food source. Well, well they kind of are, are a you food know. Source. They yeah. are a food source. People they probably are have a full source. cupboard. Yeah. And they're made of meat. The bear's probably looking at uh, Mark and Linda and seeing, like, you know, the, the big ambiguous piece of meat with a single bone yeah. sticking out of it, floating. Or yeah. like, a, uh, like a steaming turkey. Ooh. Yeah. See, Ooh. I think with bears, the thing is that we are already the food product. So they don't have mm-hmm. to use cartoon logic to imagine us as a hot dog. They look at us and they see us as an us, which is Your the thing, thing is they making the sort of like jingling noise and then the exact same picture we're of just, us. <laughs> yeah, we're standing there as we were before, but with <laughs> our shoes and belts off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of the metal is gone. <laughs> yeah. Put- <laughs> Puts, puts the whole person in his mouth, pulls out just the bones and the belt buckle. The human skull. And the iPhone 10 still attached to the rib cage. Yep, pacemaker dangling. This created a dangerous situation when the bear was confronted in a confined space in the home. Okay, yeah, who's, who's fault doing is that? the confronting? Yeah. Is the bear yeah. confronting the homeowners or are the homeowners confronting the He's just the bear? minding his own business. God yeah. damn it. In your, so house. in your house. Well, you're kind your house. In your house. You're kind of in his house. It's prime bear territory, they said. Yeah. What the fuck did you set up there? It's a hostile biome, dude. Yeah. Have you tried living in Kansas? What's going on in Kansas? Probably not going to get a beer. Be- a beer. Probably a not going to get a beer uh, in your kitchen in Kansas, I don't think. Yeah. Per CPW policy, any bear that enters a residence must be euthanized. That's BS, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Bear I ship. think if I think if you let the bear get into your house, you should have to move. Yeah, or be euthanized. That's yeah. not you, bro. Yeah. It's the bear's you house now. Quick, trank him. <laughs> <laughs> you, you left the door open again. You get tranked. You get tranked. You wake up and you're in Kansas. Yeah. You have been moved at your expense. You know? <laughs> government, can, government can dock your pay. To pay for the move and also the cost of selling your former home. That <laughs> yeah, we've humanely relocated the Smith family. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, they won't have another encounter. <laughs> I think th- I think they should just um yeah they should move you away at your own expense. The government buys the house in a big old big old cage with a curtain over it, so you can't tell which direction you're coming. <laughs> oh, I'm sleepy. I'm sleepy. Release you in a movie theatre. They yep. wake up. And they're in uh, inner city Milwaukee. <laughs> Quote, wild bears are naturally afraid of people and avoid them. Croning stated. Yeah. When a bear learns that human homes are a source of food, they become dangerous to people. Imagine encountering a bear in your kitchen. Are you imagining it? My kitchen's so fucking small. Uh, it's basically yeah. impossible to imagine. It's uh, look. If nothing else, it's going to be awkward. 
Yeah. Sorry, I just uh, need to... Trying to... I got to... Uh, oh, just behind you. Just behind oh, you there. Can you just... I, <laughs> I love that we're both having a glass of wine standing here while I'm cooking, but also every time I need to get anything from the cupboard or the shelf, I'm just kind of... Oh, the bears, bears shuffling <laughs> around, trying to get out of your way, knocking absolutely everything off every shelf in the process. Yeah. And there if is there a spot is... you could sit on the other side of the bench and you... Oh, okay. No, oh. don't worry about it. Yep. If there is no clear exit available, a tragic confrontation could occur and we yeah. can't risk that happening. That's why we euthanized the Smith family. Because you know what? Uh, bears, as far as I know, don't know how to close doors. Humans, on the other hand, they do. So where should yeah. the responsibility lie? This is a skill issue, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Who should be copying the penalty here? Not this beautiful, gentle bear. Suffering merely because he smelled a delicious picnic basket. Yeah. Trapping and releasing the bear in a more remote area was not a consideration. Why not? Should have been. It's because... Quote, Colorado has become so densely populated that it is difficult to find a place to take a bear so that it won't encounter human homes. What if hmm. less human homes? Take the bear somewhere nice. Take the bear to Jamaica. <laughs> the bear weighed between 225 and 250 pounds. So he's a hungry boy. He needs treats. He needs treats. The homeowner was cited for feeding big game. And also was warned for luring bears. So, so the, the contention is that they were f trying to make friends with the bears? Well, I think the, the next sentence should shed some light on this well, we're one. We're not up to the next sentence yet. Yeah, all we can do is speculate now. Good point. The homeowner was cited for feeding big game. CPW's Bill Vogren did not go into detail about how this homeowner was attracting wildlife to the property, but did offer an example. Quote, Feeding big game can be as simple as putting out birdseed in such a way that big game can easily access it. Come on. That's for the birds. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that is for the birds. I guess it's true that that's for the birds. I guess when you're putting birdseed out, the birdseed is for the birds. <laughs> Would so you is agree that what with that, that Theo? Is that what that means? Would you agree that it's for the birds when you put bird seed out? Sorry, it just seems like something's happening to you right now. So basically, he's been fined for uh, still not closing his door. Yeah. He's been fined for just not getting it together. Yeah. Just shut the door. Put it on the latch, please. So, please. So, so, please. Oh, just. Stop being such a baby when a bear turns up in your house. Oh, there's a bear in here. Mm. I need someone to kill this bear for me. Are you tired of paying nothing for the same old superior quality free episodes of the Bunta Vista podcast? Do you want less politics and more content about diarrhea or animals gone wild? Are you tired of skipping through those hours upon hours of paid product placement for Mark Wahlberg film Shooter? Well, boy, do I have the offer of a lifetime for you. That's right, for just five US dollars a month, you too can be a premium VIP member of the Bunta Vista Patreon. That's right, just five US dollars for all of our bonus episodes. That's over 300 hours of content from the hosts you know and definitely tolerate. I'll even throw in access to our glamorous and exclusive Discord server, where bizarre arguments only happen once or twice a week at most. Head to patreon.com slash Bunta Vista 
Sign up in the next five minutes and I won't know because that's not my job, but you'll be enjoying the sweet satisfaction of supporting us and we will love you romantically for it. That's my promise to you. Here's a little thought experiment for you. What if instead of euthanizing the bear, uh, we sedated it and relocated it to a P&O Fairstar cruise? Yes. Oh. Now we're talking. Right? I, hadn't, yeah. I hadn't even considered that. Hmm. Well, now that you're in the cruise zone, it's time for Cruise Watch. Now, you know, sometimes I worry that this podcast is a little dry. You know, there's just like, it's it's a bunch of people reading news stories word yeah. for word, which is don't not e- like... Don't explain it, or otherwise other people could copy it. <laughs> it's very going to find like several <laughs> uncharismatic <laughs> masses. <laughs> Where else are you going to find people to continually derail the conversation that you're having? I just thought that maybe <laughs> we need a format that's a little jazzier than that, that doesn't seem you know, as predictable and boring. So what I'm going to do to you, do do to you and for oh. you. Wait, sorry. Oh, just to clear it up. Are you, about to, are you about to do something to me and Theo or to the listener? Both. Because uh, uh-huh. you two and the listener are listening to this. Uh, instead of just reading a boring old news story, <laughs> I'm going to read uh, to you from uh, a report on an inspection made on the 27th yeah. of April this year by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on the cruise ship, the MSC Seaside. Yep. Now we're uh, doing But now the- to make it, to jazz it up a little, you're going to do it in a raster voice. The whole <laughs> <laughs> Wagwan, brethren. Um, this No, unfortunately, everything on the MSC, MSC Seaside was not Irie. Uh because they received a grade of 67, which is well below the 86 required to pass the inspection. God, that's so high. Um, you got to get well, a B, B those, plus. Those are completely arbitrary numbers. You don't know what the upper bound is. So it's hard to actually gauge the level of success or failure there without Fair a third enough. data point. Uh, I'm going to give you some some highlights in a sense here. So this is... Uh, a violation that was committed on the buffet on deck 16 at the passenger hand-washing stations. Two passenger hand-washing sinks did not have soap in the automatic dispensers or the dispenser was not working properly. This was observed at the main entrance and the starboard entrance. So, can't wash your hands at the buffet on deck 16. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which, um... That's a problem because... I wasn't going to anyway. (laughs) As we know about cruise ships... Uh, everything spreads there very quickly, but don't worry about that. That's fine. Here's another violation from the buffet on deck 16. (laughs) Service tongs. The handles of different self-service serving tongs were touching food out for passenger self-service throughout this open outlet. This included the following food items, sliced melons, bread rolls, apples, plums, and muffins. So no one's washing their hands and then they're grabbing the tongs and then the, the, the tongs, tongs are resting the in the food. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, here sure. is another violation from the buffet on deck 16. Food protection. 
Individual bowls of raisins, granular sugar, and jam out for passenger self-service at different service stations were not adequately positioned under the sneeze guard, nor were they protected with lids or other effective means. Stay away from the buffet on deck 16, because you are getting something real fast. Whatever's going around. Real lucky dip situation, I think. Here's a violation from the galley on deck 8. So this is a bit longer, so bear with me here. A crew member previously observed cooking raw hamburgers at the hamburger buffet station entered the galley with a trolley cart containing an empty hotel container with leftover hamburger paper wrappings and a layer of pooled hamburger blood. The crew member moved to dispose of the bloody paper wrapping at the soiled dishwash drop with his bare hands and then proceeded to the soiled pot wash to drop the metal hotel pan. The crew member then proceeded to walk through the galley and crew working side of the buffet lines without washing his hands with the cart that had visible blood soil. <laughs> the crew member proceeded to open the cold storeroom 45 to acquire additional hamburgers. The inspector intervened and observed the crew member's hands and refrigerator door handle covered in hamburger blood. <laughs> Management quickly instructed the crew member to wash his hands and called for the door handle and other touch surfaces to be washed, rinsed and sanitized. <laughs> covered in hamburger blood wild combination of words mm-hmm. not, not optimal I think we can all agree no uh, this violation is more generally applying uh, to their medical surveillance reports the total number of passengers and total number of crew were not the totals at the beginning of the voyage as the totals <laughs> on the AGE logs <laughs> uh, <laughs> first of all Pobody's nerfect that's right uh, for example, the 24-hour report for the April 19th to 23rd voyage had 1,434 crew while the log stated 1,456, and the 24-hour report for the April 15th to 19th voyage had 1,374 crew while the log stated 1,376. So a few ghost passengers aboard, uh, which is fun. Maybe some people were, uh, you know, just running running from the front of the line up to the back before the counter got up there. You know? That was probably it. Uh, this is another sort of general and medical log violations here. The medical staff explained several times how passengers and crew needed to have three episodes of diarrhea or vomit plus one symptom to be a reportable case. Staff also <coughs> explained that when the crew reported one diarrhea symptom, they would have the crew member isolated in the medical center to see if they produced another diarrhea episode. <laughs> Watching these through the pretty, glass. <laughs> these are pretty stringent requirements. Not only do you have to uh, be blasting something out of one end or the other three times, but you also have to have like just a wild card. Yeah, <laughs> wild card. Yeah. Symptom. One other symptom. Yeah, you got to have an elective. And my teeth are sore. Oh, gracious! <laughs> uh, that case would not end in the AGE log as a reportable case. At the request of the inspector, staff presented the reportable case definition they should follow per company procedures, and it was the same as in the VSP operations manual. The inspector explained that even one diarrhea episode that is above normal to that individual can make them a reportable case. So for you, Theo, it's impossible to be a reportable case. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Still finding the upper limit. Uh, I've got another medical one here from the waiting room in the medical room on the on the, the cruise ship. The hand washing station had no soap. Hmm. Wonderful. 
And finally, uh, this is a violation of their medical OPRP. No idea what that stands for. The violation here is housekeeping records indicated the cleaning of vomit and fecal incidents in cabins in the medical center. For example, one, on April 23rd, vomit and fecal cleanups in two different cabins. Two, on April 21st, vomit in a cabin. Three, on April 16th, a vomit in the medical center. And four, (laughs) on April 12th and 13th, vomits in the hospital. There was no documentation in the medical center of these incidents or medical follow-ups with the individuals who became sick. And that's that's good? It's impossible to tell. They didn't say whether it was good or bad. OPRP is Operational Prerequisite Programs. Oh. Category... So yes, it's a it's a, an attempt to control significant hazards. <laughs> has not worked in this case. No, no, it has not. Uh, so that's that's that for that report. Um, stay away from the MSC Seaside. Yeah, the other ones they are probably fine. the show, in which case, yeah, check out the MSC Seaside. I hear they have a great galley. They have a great I, buffet on deck I, sixteen. I hear they have a buffet. Yeah, we're actually recording this from the uh, diarrhea isolation chamber <laughs> while I work out how many more episodes we're going to have. Yeah, that's hey. why the, we can't hear uh, any echo in each other's microphones because we're all in completely separate glass room. We're all in like yeah. the Magneto prison for diarrhea. Yeah. You're all chromatically sealed. It's very hygienic. Yeah, it is sure now, the- but it wasn't before. Yeah. And we're blasted mostly air in here, but some some liquid as well. Uh, I have another cruise-related story. Story. Another cruise-related story for you from cruiseradio.net. Man airlifted from Carnival cruise ship after ingesting battery. Yeah, well, yeah. like I said, you gotta you gotta fly close to the sun, trying to get different different new flavors. That's right. It is a, that is a cool trick, though. Yeah. Hey, hey check, you want to see this battery this disappear? Oh. Smash cut to woo, woo, woo. Call a helicopter. A Carnival Cruise Line passenger on Carnival Dream was airlifted off the cruise ship for an unusual reason over the weekend. He ingested a battery. Womp, womp. I'm reading that tone into it, but it did seem like they were trying to establish a, like a jovial sort of, you know... We're having fun here, Tone. One gentleman had an oopsie on the boat. Yeah. Coast Guard Sector Houston Galveston watchstanders received a medevac request Saturday evening from a crew member on the ship saying that an 86-year-old passenger was experiencing gastrointestinal what? issues what? and other side effects from ingesting who, a battery. Who gave him a battery? <laughs> I, I reckon if I was really <laughs> drunk and 22, I could have been convinced to eat a battery. To show but off. But you won't eat a D battery. You yeah. fucking oh, yeah. watch. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> I, 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 I could. I could eat two. I could eat two. You know? 86, though. Yeah. Have you learned nothing, sir? Yeah. You should have learned that way earlier. Uh, the incident occurred shortly after the ship had departed Galveston, Texas, on its current eight-day Bahamas and Key West voyage. Coast Guard watchstanders consulted with a duty flight surgeon who recommended a medevac. Coast Guard Air Station Houston MH-65 Dolphin helicopter crew launched to conduct the evacuation of the vessel, which is approximately 50 miles from Galveston. I believe the recommendation from the medevac was, yeah, this old dude's tummy is all fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Get him if out If we get a here. really big magnet, we can probably get it out of him real quick. 
Yeah, like uh, like the intestinators in the Christopher Lambert movie Fortress. Yeah, exactly like that. Uh, the helicopter crew successfully hoisted the passenger on board and transported him to the University of Texas Medical Branch in Galveston. A Coast Guard press release says that the passenger was reported to be in stable condition with no other details given. There is also no information on how the guest ingested a battery in the first place or what type of battery it was. Oh, yeah. Those would have been my two questions, actually. Those were, how big was the battery? And also, <laughs> how? How? Sir? How? <laughs> what are you how fucking big and doing? How? He ingested a 9-volt battery <laughs> because he thought it was a delicious biscuit. A Werther's original. That's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, finding something that looks like it might be a little bit tasty and looking around to see if anybody is watching you and finding out that nobody is watching you and then just popping it in your mouth. Hey, it's only natural. It's time for Nature Corner. Country roads take me home to the place I this is a press release from the University of South Australia. That's right. They've got a university now. Kangaroo Island ants, quote, play dead, end quote, to avoid predators. That's kind of funny to picture. Like how how much acting are they doing? Well, I, I don't I don't think there'd be that much acting because they're not playing dying. Oh yeah, sure. You know, if if it was like <laughs> tens of thousands of ants all doing individual death scenes, oh, oh, keeling over. Tell my mother I loved her so much. I'll never make it back to County Cork, where I'm from. I'm an ant. <laughs> They're well known for their industrious work, just like the hosts of this podcast. But now, <laughs> a species of ant on Kangaroo Island is also showing that it is skilled at playing dead, a behavior that University of South Australia researchers believe is a recorded world first for ants, I assume. Yeah, first theater ants. Damn. <laughs> Accidentally discovered as researchers were checking pygmy possum and bat nest boxes on Kangaroo Island, a colony of Polyrachus femorata ants appeared to be dead until one moved all the other ones. <laughs> Fuck. That's so God good. Fucking Terry, come on. Just we like spent all weekend rehearsing. Thousands of ants, and then one of them is just like, and we're good. Oh, shit. You just. I <laughs> fucked it again. Yeah, encountering all of this and hearing a, a just an in, almost imperceptible groan. <laughs> Published by CSIRO, this is the first time that a whole colony of ants has been recorded feigning death and the first record of the Polyrachis femorata ant species for South Australia. Wildlife ecologist, UniSA's associate professor S. Topa Petit, says she was surprised to discover a colony of what appeared to be dead ants in one of the nest boxes. Yeah, I can see how that's... That'd be kind of odd. Do we know that uh, it's just not that, like, her vibes were really bad? They were trying to avoid her. It's like, oh, fuck, lie down, lie down, lie down, pretend. 
See, with the dog barking there, it sounded Being like Louis. you were saying it to a dog, Theo. Yeah, it did. <laughs> that's, yeah. The, that's the magic of improvisation. <laughs> of sounds. <laughs> Emergent podcasting. Uh-huh. Quote, the mimicry was perfect, Associate Professor Petit, Petit says. Oh, come when on, we- how good is Associate Professor Petit? Little that's professor. such a delightful <laughs> name. <laughs> Only a little. <laughs> When we opened the box, we saw all these dead ants, and then one fucking loser fuck-up piece of shit moved slightly. Fired. End quote. The whole thing's off. You know how sometimes... I'm sorry, and I'm addressing the listener directly here. You sometimes wonder whether you're like a dud, that like everyone else in your life has their lives together and they're charming and they're loved, but that you're barely scrambling for purchase and that yeah. you're a bit of a letdown and you're a mess. Everyone else kind of like when they go to learn something, they pick it up reasonably quickly. Yeah. And like make progress with things yeah. in a kind of like consistent way. Yeah. And that they, they make choices where they understand why they're doing it and they've chosen it correctly. And when they put themselves out there in a, a social situation or a work situation, they're doing it for a good reason they're confident they're doing it for a good reason everyone around them appreciates them for it yeah you know how you sometimes feel like you are not that that you're the opposite of that that you're like just sort of a dud yeah this sort of ant weird is and everyone that. knows yeah so you have that in common with the ant hmm. quote this sort of defensive immobility is known among only a few ant species in individuals or specific castes, but we don't know of any other instances when it's been observed for entire colonies. Hear me out here. What if she opened the box in the middle of siesta time? Yeah. Yeah. A little very sleepy. Maybe. They've been working hard all morning. As we said, mm-hmm. they are an industrious species. Big carb lunch. Yep. 11, 11 a.m. rolls around. Oh. What if we all have a little kip and we get straight back to it, you know? Box opens up. One ant starts rubbing an eye. And suddenly they think they've found something special, you know? Nope. Caught him having a little snooze. Quote, In some of the boxes containing colonies of Polyrhachus femorata, some individuals took a while to stop moving and others didn't stop. The triggers for the behavior are difficult to understand. Associate Professor Petit says there is a lot to discover about this species. Polyrhachus femorata is a beautiful arboreal ant that tends to be quite shy. Aww. But little else is known about its ecology or behavior. They're just a small bean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also they're an ant. Yeah, yeah most, just like most ants take are most of what we know about ants and apply it to this one as well. Yeah. Little fuckers are always trying to carry crumbs. Yeah, I know that much about them. Big old. I haven't even studied them, and I can tell you right now, ninety percent of Polyrhachus femorata are carrying big crumbs. Yeah, how the fuck did they even get in the house in the first place? Yeah, I mean they're pretty small. That's true. They'll find a way. Quote: We have a relatively unknown world of ants under our feet and in the trees. Ants provide crucial ecosystem services and are part of a vital. And are a vital part of functional ecosystems on Kangaroo Island and elsewhere. It is very exciting that such an endearing species, such as Polyrhachus femorata, is living on Kangaroo Island and we look forward to finding out more about its ecology. 
I'm just gonna just gonna look at a picture of one of these bad boys. I bet it looks like an ant. Yeah, I want to see if it's. Well, it looks like an ant. I mean, I I like how the front two thirds of it are matte black. That's pretty cool. And then that's about it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Let me guess. Six legs. Yep. Real. Yeah. Thorax. Uh Abdomen. The other part. Little feelies. Is there a technical term for the head on an ant? Can't just be thorax, abdomen, and head. Head. I think it's, yeah. I think it's called ant. That can't be right. Ant head. Noggin. Thorax, abdomen, noggin. Yeah. We have no doubt that other ants with similar death feigning behaviors will be discovered in Australia, but it is thrilling to be among the pioneers. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they've probably got ants in America. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. It's time for America Watch. So I got, I got excited because um, I saw that we were, we were looking at my favorite Indiana news agency. Yeah. This comes to us from W-A-N-E, the Wayne in Fort Wayne, Indiana. God, that's good. Yeah. It just hits me in the perfect they did spot. It. Yeah, I don't feel like out of... Any of the ones we talk about on a regular basis, they manage to phonetically get the full name of the place. I mean, it doesn't have the fort, obviously, but it's still Wayne in Fort Wayne. The closest, I think, is we get KPNX, which is for Phoenix, but that's still Capenix. Capenix. Yeah. They've really, they've nailed this one. Capenix. Say that out loud to yourself, folks. From the Wayne in Indiana, two injured in turkey hunting incident. So I'm immediately picturing. Uh, hey Ben, are you a big fan of Vin Diesel's Riddick films? <laughs> oh, I sure am. You know, in what I'm going to say is the third one, Riddick. <laughs> yeah, I believe that's true. Sounds right, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a point in the movie where the kind of dynamic shifts. He has been pursued by mercenaries trying to capture him for a bounty. And the tables turn and suddenly the hunter becomes the other one. <laughs> the, the hunted becomes the yeah. hunter. Yeah. Yeah. The hunty. The hunty. <laughs> yeah. That's what the turkey's doing in here is what I'm saying. It's turkey time. Dropping down from trees. I'll let you read the story, then we'll decide. Slashing throats. Indiana conservation officers are investigating a misidentification hunting accident. Uh oh. At Morgan Monroe State Forest. Yeah, uh, and what they mean by that is the hunters misidentified whether they were the hunter or the huntee. (laughs) That's right. On May 6th, Mm. Sean Hooper was turkey hunting, very brave, when he misidentified two other hunters. He then fired upon them. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> oh, they look pretty turkeyish. That's the first thing you want to do when you hear a vaguely turkey-esque noise in the distance. Yeah. You want to be real quick to pull that trigger. Yeah. Otherwise you might lose the Bang. turkey. Just instant. Just instant. Off the cuff. You know? He then fired upon them, resulting in those hunters... 
Jessery McClintic. Jessery. Come on, dog. Jessery McClintic, which sounds like an antivirus software company from 1996. And Scott Pointer, suffering non-life-threatening injuries. The incident remains under investigation. How much investigation do you think they need? Yeah, they'll crack this one. Now, it's not like this is like particularly... This sort of shit happens all the time in the US. That's why they have all these laws about, you know, wearing orange and blah, 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 blah. It's the fact that it's two guys. Like, if you were, you you know, you're hanging out, you've done your turkey calls, you've sprayed the bushes with turkey piss to attract other turkeys or whatever, you've got your gun, you're sitting there, you've drunk 25 beers, and then you see something in the corner of your vision, you turn around, bam, you shoot it. Ah, fuck. That wasn't a turkey. That was Jessery McClintock. Yeah. And I've fucking, I've got him in the shoulder. You have heard like two noises and you've seen two things and you've gone, pow, pow. Wait a second. Those were human men. Well, God gave us two barrels. Yeah. Do you reckon he's just like Clint Eastwood at it? He's like, like short succession, hit both targets or he's hit one, slowly lined up the other, hit the second and then been like, well, wait a damn Second, that's a man, and also a man. <laughs> it's firing from both hips. Yeah. <laughs> he hits one and he's like, that may not have been a turkey, but I've got to be sure. Bang. Whap. Or yeah, maybe damn. maybe he had a no shotgun. No witnesses. <laughs> he had a shotgun. <laughs> and, and he popped off and just hit the one of them, you know? Oh, and it happened to get both with the yeah. Or that's that was my initial impression. But also, okay, so let's let's look at the facts. Um, so when they say what the misidentification was, they they refer to it twice here. He was it was a misidentification hunting accident in the Morgan Monroe State Forest, and he misidentified two other hunters. Doesn't say he misidentified them as turkeys. No, he might he have might misidentified have like, them as one turkey. Holy shit. That's the fucking the the That's the, the mother yeah. of all the, turkeys. Or he misidentified them as two dudes that he hates. Yeah. Holy fuck. That's the cocksucker <laughs> brothers. <laughs> that turkey looks just like Jessery McClintic. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> I fucking Scott love Pointer. to shoot Bang. that turkey. Bang. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh folks, if you, the listener, uh, can think of someone in your life who you would love to come across in a forest uh, and accidentally misidentifies a turkey, leading you to shoot them, do not write that in an email to us, as if that person yeah. is killed in the future, that can cause trouble for you. That will be a problem. Yeah, you better to on LinkedIn. <laughs> better to do some self-actualizing on LinkedIn about... <laughs> People you may or may not like to end. CEO's mindset. Wake up every day. Turkey hunting. My goodness. Shoot two guys. Folks, we're in the business. The business of telling you when you've just listened to a whole episode of Buenta Vista. 
And you have just listened to a whole episode of Punta yep. Vista. Yeah. Business is booming. Yeah. Business is booming. Well, see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.